95.5. The Morning Majlis, talking the stories that are shaping headlines. This is, this is Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95, and of course, being the earnings season, we are going to be reporting a lot of figures and uh, the f- numbers released by companies and even governments uh, so far in terms of their overall performance. Now, the United Arab Emirates uh, has said that they've grown by 3.8% on an annual basis in the first quarter of this year. Now, what they say has been a strongest contributor is the non-oil sector as it continues to push for diversification. GDP or gross domestic product in the uh, three months to the end of March increased to 418.3 billion dirhams, uh, equivalent to $113.9 billion. Uh, uh, And uh, according to uh, the uh, Minister of Economy, Abdullah bin Thok. Now, he said he was looking at the preliminary estimates from the Federal Centre for Competitiveness and Statistics. Most sectors and economic activities that continue to serve as the key pillar of of the or key pillars of the national economy made significant contributions particularly the transport and storage sector that has gained a lot of focus uh, during uh, this, uh, this these figures for Q2 absolutely Abdul Karim um, the UAE uh, economy uh, has really witnessed impressive growth uh, in those key sectors and the key sector that you just mentioned the transport and, and storage sector emerged as the highest contributor uh, to the GDP it added about 20 21.79 billion dirhams um, that just experienced a remarkable 10.9% growth uh, compared to the same period last year. Now, following closely, um, the construction uh, sector as well showcased a 9.2% growth, and that reached a total of 36.3 billion dirhams. The accommodation and food services activities also witnessed a great growth, about 7.8%, um, while the finance and insurance sector also achieved a 7.7% growth. The wholesale and retail trade sector recorded about a 5.4% growth that just exceeds about 102.3 billion dirhams. Looking at the non-financial project sector, that experienced also a 3.5% growth, and that also contributed more more than 11.7 billion dirhams to the GDP compared to quarter one of last year. In addition to that, the IT or the ICT or the information and communications technology sector also witnessed a great growth, about a 3.3% of that, uh, while the real estate sector recorded also a 3.1% growth compared to the same period last year. Yeah, and it really needs to be praised, I should say, um, the resilience of the UAE economy because it's not been an easy year for many con- many mm. economies across the globe. And if we look at the uh, array of measures that have been adopted by the UAE government, they've really been set to improve this resilience that I'm talking about of the economy despite these volatile world commodity prices, inflation and mon- monetary policy uncertainty. Now, business activity in the non-oil private sector did strengthen in June this year as new order growth hit a four-year high, uh, which is actually the most pronounced improvement since June 2019. Why that's important is that is all pre-pandemic levels as well. The seasonally seasonally adjusted S&P Global Purchasing Managers Index reading did climb to 56.9 in June from 55.5 in May, with the health of the non-oil private sector improving in each 
of the past 31 survey periods as well. And the UAE economy is expected, as you stated, to expand by 3.3% this year and a further 4.3% in 2024. Looking ahead though, the Emirates aims really to double the size of its economy to 3 trillion dirhams by the year 2031, with a focus on boosting non-oil exports and of course, the infamous tourism sector as well. Look, I mean, for a lot of people, they have their own um, uh, gauges or own um, areas or, let's say, benchmarks to assess the strength of the economy. For me, it is traffic. If you see a lot of traffic on the roads, that means the economy mm. is booming. And we all remember the the famous uh, era of 2006 when the economy was at a very, very, very high peak as well. And, uh, you know, how things were very busy. Restaurants are busy. You go into uh, the popular shopping malls right now on a Sunday evening. It is packed. packed. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is busy. People True. are eating out. There's spending. There's yep. tourists. There's locals. There's residents. There is everyone just having a quality time. And you would think it's otherwise. Exactly. Summer. Exactly. Yeah. Summer in the UAE tends to be a bit quiet, Very but quiet. nowadays it's not. No. Yeah. And, and always quite late on a Sunday evening. Yeah. I always find. <laughs> Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, we're up. We're up early on a Monday for the oh, morning definitely matches, is. So. so we have to have an early night. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, you can also look at these stats. We'll talk about uh, talk about them later on. Is the Sharjah summer promotions, and they've said that they've witnessed a large turnout. And I go to the shopping malls and mm-hmm. and the uh, and the Sharjah co-op, for example, uh, to, to make those tactical investments of that two hundred dirhams expense to so I can stand a chance to that, win that vehicle <laughs> once again. And I look at the the draw box. It's packed. Yeah. Yeah, and you're yeah. thinking, wow, people are spending. Mm. This is And incredible. real estate sector also is oh, booming, yes. especially here in the Emirate of Sharjah. Oh, I, yes. I, uh, I just came across uh, a report that just said that uh, Sharjah just registered real estate transactions worth about 549.4 million dirhams uh, in the beginning of this year. Wow. So it's really impressive to see that. You know, it kind of raises a question to me. You know, mm. we talk a lot about how travel is, the tr- the price of travel is through the roof at the moment. Yeah. Right. Is that potentially uh, on one side helping the UAE because the residents aren't actually taking their money elsewhere and spending it elsewhere this summer, whether that's Europe, the Far East, wherever, they're actually staying in the UAE and spending it in said malls, said camps, said activities, and really helping the economy in that way even in real, real estate as well yeah that could be a one way to look at it for sure mm, definitely yeah I, I go to a very I, I try, I'm trying out a very premium gym in Sharjah recently <laughs> and that's busy and I thought wow there is something going on yeah. over here if that, if that gym is busy that means people are we're spending time here. They want to spend their summers in, in the Emirates and uh, they are willing to, to shell out the, the required sum for that monthly membership. So it is exciting, to be honest, and it's amazing to see that. And there's lots, lots on offer at the moment in the country. Yes, absolutely. That is an economic recap of the United Arab Emirates. We're next going to be taking that conversation over to my homeland, the United Kingdom, where things aren't looking so positive with the oil major BP British Petroleum posting a 70% drop in the second quarter profit raises dividend by just 10%. So we're going to be talking about that conversation right after the business headlines. Don't go anywhere. This is, of course, The Morning Majlis. Join the conversation with The Morning Majlis. 
Pulse 95. Remember, uh, guys, do join the conversation by texting any viewpoint that you have to 4215. We would absolutely love to hear from you. We're going to be taking the conversation back to the United Kingdom. Um, because yesterday we did state that a lot of people weren't happy across the UK with uh, the, the profit margin of British Petroleum, which are the giant oil company in the UK, big energy supplier provider across the nation. And they actually reported a $27.7 billion profit last year in 2022. And it caused a lot of uproar because people were saying, how come you guys are, are, are achieving that, that high of a profit margin and we're really suffering with these high um, energy prices? Well, it's now turned, turned it on, the, on its head, really, because the oil major BP stated yesterday that they reported a nearly 70% year-on-year drop in the second quarter profits on the back of weaker fossil fuel prices, echoing really a trend that has been observed across the energy, energy industry as a whole. Now, the British energy major posted second quarter underlying replacement cost profit used really as a proxy for net profit of $2.6 billion, and analysts had expected BP to really report a profit of $3.5 billion. So that is a big, big difference there. Now, the second quarter result compared with a profit of $4.96 billion recorded in the first three months of this year, and also with the $8.5 billion logged in the second quarter of last year, is quite outstanding, astonishing, I should say. BP has stated the earnings reflected reflected significantly lower realized refining margins, which is a higher level of turnaround and as well maintenance activity and a weak oil trading result. I, I do believe they are being affected by the ongoing conflicts and uh, across the globe as well. But nevertheless, the energy giant boosted its dividend by 10% to 7.27 cents per ordinary share for the second quarter as well. And BP further stated it would repurchase $1.5 billion uh, of its shares over the next three months. Well, yeah, BP is the latest energy firm to report profit drops uh, on lower oil. And oil majors, they have also failed to match the bumper profits posted during the same period of last year amid the weaker commodity prices that we have witnessed. British rival Shell and French oil major Total Energies uh, also on Thursday reported a steep drop in second quarter profit, while U.S.-based ExxonMobil's um, second quarter profit also slumped 56% year-on-year. Now, the West's five largest oil companies also uh, uh, raked in combined profits of nearly $200 billion in 2022 as oil and gas prices also soared following uh, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And for its part, BP reported an annual record profit of $27.7 billion for the full year of 2022. But oil and gas prices, they came under pressure, of course, in the first half of this year as global economies, is they, they jittered uh, and outweighed supply-demand fundamentals. Yeah, looking at the prices of oil at the moment, uh, trading around $85.72. WTI crude is $82.19. They have been ballooning on largest single-week 
crude inventory crash in years now one of the reasons why we're having that is because we know that there has been a little bit of uh, a crisis situation in africa at the moment and of course with that uh, we have obviously the voluntary cuts led by saudi arabia and the suspension of crude oil loadings at nigeria's forcados uh, terminal due to a leak risk as well so as a result of that um, analysts have also predicted that uh, uh, that, that we might see oil prices reaching around a hundred dollars a barrel um, a lot of analysts say that you know if it's ninety dollars a barrel it really supports Saudi Arabia's public spending plans to make the uh, 20 vision 2030 diversification program of course uh, but um, if it's a hundred dollars a barrel it is obviously going to affect uh, the the spending power in different countries, especially here in the UAE as well. You know, if it touches hundred dollars a barrel, we might see fuel prices per liter mm. climb to four dirhams a liter, and then there'll be another talk of should we buy EVs? Yep. Um, <laughs> but it is uh, going to you know time is going to say or tell us you know what's happening at the moment. There might be production uh, output increase you never know um but they will certainly you know a lot of eyes will will once again be on the opec plus meetings and what they decide um because there could be an annual demand growth um and uh, the the latest report and in inventory figures from china confirmed the sense of robust oil demand with the country seen by virtually everyone as the single largest oil demand driver globally so also depends on how China performs over the coming few months. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I got quite lucky on Monday yeah. um, with the rising petrol prices. Okay. I, I, I did actually, it didn't cross my mind and I went to fill up my car and I uh, I asked just to fill up halfway and, and then he peeped his head in the window and said, oh, by the way, sir, uh, petrol prices are rising today. And I went, I'll take a full tank. Uh, you know? yeah. <laughs> I got very, very lucky there. But thank you. I'm very thankful that he did remind me, of course. But um, no, yeah, very, yeah. very lucky. Very, very important to do so. Now, a, lot, a lot of people tend to do that, of course, when they know the fuel prices will be rising the next day. Uh, they tend to fuel up and make the most of the uh, slightly lower prices of oil. Uh, but we've actually got um, a dedicated podcast for that because we spoke to Carfu, I think, a month and a half ago mm-hmm. and we talked to them about summer car care I know a lot of people will be coming back to the country after their holidays uh, a lot of teachers will be reporting back to work in the coming few weeks so um, be mindful of making sure that you look after your vehicles if they've been parked in the sun for a long time then you've got to check the tyre pressure mm-hmm. you've got to check the coolant levels it might have gone down maybe your car it has it will still take time to get back up on its uh, uh, wheels again um, but uh, yeah just be you can tune into that podcast on our pages on SoundCloud Apple Podcasts and Spotify and that's where you can find that conversation that we did on even how to save fuel when it's uh, when you're driving around yeah absolutely do go and check out that conversation because it was a great conversation one to definitely check on all the uh, podcast platforms Spotify Apple Music and SoundCloud as well